I've just been exposed to so many great people here uh, who who are past the age of still needing to work or wanting to work or, well, needing to work and uh, being connected to work, but they're drawn to the work itself. Right. And I think it's safe to say that healthcare in America these days is complicated. And my bias, um, well, <laughs> first off I say, the number one thing is stay healthy. You know, just try to stay out of the system. But by golly, all of our paths are leading in this direction. And if it's such a dynamic that leads you to hospice, we get one chance to do it right. And that's always been what's driven me through this work. And if our actions, whether it's at a computer desk or you know, compassionately answering a phone, supporting you all in the field, getting a volunteer out there that makes a difference, I mean, there, there just are too many fantastic stories to, to, to believe that this stuff happens by accident at this point. You know, when you think of the matches you've made or why you, I remember back to your clinical meetings where, because I think you live in an area close to where you serve and you maybe just happen to be at the right place at the right time and could, could be present uh, with a family at the exact right time. That's the privilege. I mean, I'm still amazed some days that people just let us come into their houses, into their homes, into their lives at the end of life. And, um... I try to meet them where they're at. Mm -hmm. Care of the soul and care of the person and care of the loved ones. I had um, someone ask me the other day if I was ever afraid to do this, and I had to admit a couple times I have had a sense of fear. There's some um, apartment complexes in my territory that are um, very low income, and I think we've got a little bit of gang activity going on. So even in those settings, the families were always very protective and they'd tell me, you know, if it's getting dark, I'm going to walk you to the car because we've had some gunshots, you know, fired outside the complex. But every family I've ever served has been appreciative and welcoming and um, always thank us for what we provide. I don't know, just a reminder that we are all people and birth and death just coalesce when you're walking in this river, so. Another dear friend, former coworker, one time told me that she would tell people no guilt, no regrets. So if they did what their heart was calling them to do for the loved one who was on hospice, that after they passed, they wouldn't have regrets that they hadn't done as much as they could to ease their way. And I think that's a huge piece of it when it comes right down to it, is if we can pad that path out, however that may look. Um, interestingly, I now totally believe that people die the way they lived. So if they were kind of um, stubborn and ornery, as their primary personality traits when they were fully alive. That may be how they are at the end. But other people that have um, are spiritual and are at peace with the fact that this is not all there is to existence, that this is just their human existence, they pass peacefully, and that, that's a thing of beauty. It's every bit of beauty. It, beautiful as watching a newborn baby come into the world. So I wish you all the best of luck in your nursing classes. You know, you can call me. There's some things I'm better at than others. Spelling is not one of mine, but, um, there's, there's an, I'm sure there's an app for that. Yes, there is <laughs> for us older folks. 
I don't know if you probably don't get a cap when you graduate <laughs> from nursing anymore. I don't even know if you get a pin, but I will be there to celebrate you when you graduate. Thank you. Center. You'll be on my invitation list. Okay. Thank you, Sue, for everything these past few years. Thank you, Barrett.